Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Daily Bailey podcast, bringing you your daily dose of sports today. We have a very special guest today, professional baseball player Luis Guerrero from the Houston Astros organization. Lewis is from New York and played baseball for two years at Miami-Dade College, where he was drafted in the eighth round by the Houston Astros and is currently entering his third year of professional baseball. I'm so excited to talk with him today about his journey to professional baseball. So, Lewis, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So, with all my guests, I love to, you know, go back to the beginning, and I want to go all the way back with you. So, when did you first start playing baseball? Um, I would say around six or seven, I got into like, you know, t-ball. My dad just kind of like tossed me the ball in the backyard. Those are like the earliest memories I really have. So it was, it's been a, almost my whole life just, just playing baseball. It's been, been a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And did you always play baseball or did you play other sports too? Yeah, I I played, I played other sports growing up too. I played uh, football, soccer, little basketball, but Baseball is always a sport I kind of just gravitated towards just because my family had a history of, you know, baseball players. And I don't know, I just, it was what my, what I was drawn to from the beginning. Well, that's awesome. What was the history like with baseball in your family? Uh, I had a couple cousins who were signed professionally. None, none of them made it um, to the major leagues, but it's just like, just a passion we share, especially um, my dad being from the Dominican Republic, you know, that's the number one sport there. My mom being from, Puerto Rico. It's also a huge sport there. So it was just kind of baseball was in my blood from the beginning. <laughs> That's awesome. And with that, you know, element of baseball in your family, did you have any, who was your biggest inspiration? Um, well, I think it was my dad mm-hmm. or, or my dad, even though he didn't play baseball, just the way he, he immigrated here from the Dominican Republic when he was, when he was 11. So it was just, just to see what he went through and the life he provided for us. It's just, it's just a huge inspiration for me to just, just keep pushing no matter what. That's awesome. Yeah. I would say my biggest inspiration is my dad too. So there's something about dads and sports and it just works, I, you know? <laughs> they just push you to a level you don't think you're, you're able to get. I don't know. It's just, it's just different. It's a different kind of love. Exactly. So then you progressed in your baseball career and you went to the Loomis Chafee School. What made you decide to go to Loomis to pursue your baseball career? Yeah, well, Loomis was Loomis was a blessing for sure. I decided to go to Loomis because I was too young. I was too young for my, the grade I was going to graduate. So I was going to graduate at 17. And with baseball and everything, recruiting, I decided with my parents that it was best to reclass. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to a boarding school. And uh, Loomis was the school we decided on. And it was, it was a blessing. That's awesome. So then jumping forward to your collegiate experience, can you just describe the drafting process and how you made your decision to leave school? Yeah, the drafting process was um, a long one. It Mm -hmm. honestly started my senior year of high school, even before college, Um, just having scouts come to my games. And then it it, uh, went into college at Miami-Dade where, you know, they would would come to the games. They would talk to me after um, they would talk to my parents. We'd sit down. They take us to dinner, and just talk about going into professional baseball. And it was it's a long it was a long and uh, kind of nerve wracking process, but it was a process I'd been wanting to go through my entire life. So it was definitely uh, definitely satisfying. And when I when I got the call that I was drafted, it was just it was just crazy. It was a surreal moment, a, a dream come true. Oh my gosh. Could you walk me through that day? I mean, that's probably so many young athletes dreams to get that call. Like you've made it. Could you walk me through your experience with that? 
Yeah, so we were all, it was just a great day for the family. We were all sitting around the TV watching um, the draft board. Yeah. And, and I got a call from the Astros. They, they told me they were going to draft me. And it, it was around the sixth round, and they told me they were going to draft me the next round. So, oh my gosh. We, or the next, they were going to draft me in the next two rounds. So we were just sitting around the TV waiting. And there's a draft tracker on the internet, which my sister was watching from Washington, D.C. She wasn't able to be with us. And when they came around, I thought I was going to get picked the next round. And my sister called me and they're like, she was like, oh, like, they just picked you, Louie. And I was like, no, no, it's the next round. It's the next round. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the Astros came up to the board and they were like, with the, the Astros Select, Louis Brown from Miami Dade College. And we just, we all went crazy. It was just, the, it was a great experience for the whole family. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Did you do anything fun to celebrate? Yeah, we had a little draft party uh, in my hometown, uh, Marinette, New York. Um, got some of my hometown friends, my family, my cousins. It was just, it was just a whole, it was a whole idea. It was, it was amazing, honestly. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm so honored to talk to you because it's, this is such an amazing experience and I'm so happy that you're sharing it. But now, you know, after the celebration ends, what was the transition like from the minors to the bigs? Yeah, so going from amateur to professional baseball was a huge jump. Huge jump, um, physically and mentally, just because more mentally than anything, because I've never really gone through a lot of adversity playing baseball mm-hmm. um, through high school and college. I've, you know, it came to me easy. I was always the best player on the team, and then when you you're thrown into a pool of guys who are all the best players, you know, you have to separate yourself, and it's it's really tough going in at a young age the way I did, and I had a, had some trouble, you know, mentally just uh, overcoming obstacles and not being so hard on myself. So it was, a, it was an adjustment for sure I had to make. And what were those um, obstacles that you had to overcome? Um, it was just more, there was, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm better. Like, I like to always be the best when I'm out there. And I don't, I, I feel like once I got drafted, I viewed baseball as a job. Right. Because, you know, I'm getting paid now and, like, people are watching me, scouts. And I felt like I'd lost some of the love for the game that I had before. So, you know, it was just a process of me, you know, gaining that love back for the game and, you know, not being so tough on myself and just uh, staying in the present, really. And baseball is such a game of statistics, right? So how does that affect your performance? Yeah, baseball is definitely a numbers game. It's a game of failure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's also something I went through, looking at my stats after the games you know, if I didn't, didn't want to like over four with like four strikeouts, I look at my average, you know, and I compare myself to other players, which is just, that was just a huge mistake. If any athlete compares themselves, just you, you got to stop right there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just statistics is, plays a huge part. And I, I got too in too deep with it and it, it was tough, tough to get out of that. So in um, throughout your baseball career, has there been a discussion of mental health and mental well-being, especially, you know, in the big leagues? Yeah, well, I'm actually really grateful because the Astros, uh, they provide a mental health coach to every uh, affiliate. Wow. Yeah, so we were able to, um, we have like mental health discussions like weekly. So we're able to kind of use our mental health coach for mental toughness. And he's kind of, he kind of works double as like a therapist. So like if we have, if, you know, even if we have like family struggles or like any problems, we kind of just go and vent to him. So 
I do that. And then I also, I also have a mental skills coach that I just work on the side. So we meet, we meet weekly and same thing. He kind of just works as a therapist. I kind of just, if I need to get anything off my chest, you know, he, he's there for me. So it, I find it, that's something I really, uh, take seriously my mental health especially in baseball just you know we're playing 140 150 games a season so you got to stay mentally sharp definitely and I'm a huge believer in you know therapy and talking talking things through I'm also a big believer in yoga and meditation do you integrate that into your practice at all yeah I do uh meditation meditation every morning mm-hmm. uh I don't know if you ever heard of the calm app oh yes but, I uh, have yeah it's great it's really great um they provide us the Astros provides everything. This other Calm app, and we do yoga together. My mom's actually a certified yoga instructor, so she's always uh, she's always pushing me to do like yoga at the house, and <laughs> just a way to like kind of unwind and and uh, just kind of take my mind off things. That's awesome. Have you ever tried? This is a side note. Have you ever tried Bikram yoga? It's like hot I, yoga. I know it's it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've I tried it. And I've left just like why did I just do this <laughs> the last time I came out I'm that's like my new my new thing I'm loving I'm loving to get into it like when I'm in the off season and it is you come out and it's like you just jumped in a pool it's crazy <laughs> yeah it, it's it's not fun but you definitely leave like satisfied yeah it's definitely sure. a cleansing experience right so now three years into your professional career you say you want to make a big jump in your career and so that can really mean a lot of things right so what are you looking to do yeah, I think it's kind of just, um, I feel like the stars aligned this year, just in the off season. I feel like I made a lot of changes um, mechanically and just mentally. I felt like I've gotten a lot uh, stronger mentally. So I feel like this year I just want to be cons- as consistent as possible. You know, there's going to be ups and downs in sports, but I just want to stay even keel, not get too high, not get too low. So that's what I'm really looking for forward to this year. And just statistic-wise, you know, obviously – I want to, you know, have, like, I want to hit 30 homers. I want to be a part of the 30-30 club. I don't know if you've heard about that. Right, yes, of course. 30 homers, 30 stolen bases, and that's what I'm shooting for this year. That's awesome. I love I love when you have, like, an uh, attainable goal like that, like a number. Like, I would say I want to hit, like, five aces in this first set for a match, for a tennis match for me. So I love, right. you know, that you have those attainable goals. Um, so how do you talk with your teammates? What does that conversation look like? Cause obviously baseball is such a competitive sport because it's all about statistics. How does that conversation look like with your teammates? You know, when you're talking about, these are my goals, this is what I want to achieve. Are, are they pretty supportive or is it pretty competitive? Um, well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, we, the teammates that I do have good relationships with, we share our goals and we try to, you know, it's kind of like a fun competitive thing where like we're kind of competing against each other like oh like I'm gonna hit 10 homers before you do so it's not like <laughs> right. it's like any bad blood but we try to you know we try to outdo each other and it's kind of it turns into like competition thing which which I love so that's awesome so as an athlete competing at the highest level obviously you have tons of eyes watching you whether it's your coaches or your teammates but you also have a lot of kids and other athletes looking up to you how do you want your fans to perceive you um, well, I mean, I just want them to perceive me as a guy who gives 110% every time, every time I go out there. Um, I feel like, I feel like I've done everything right up to this point. I just kind of want to be known for a guy who gave everything he had on the field and off the field. Uh, I love giving back to my community and just, you know, influence, I'm trying to influence as many people as I can. Obviously I don't, 
once I get up to the big leagues, it'll have more influence. I'll have a platform to do so. But mm-hmm. for right now, I'm still trying to like build my brand, get my name out there, and just and just be heard. Right. And was there any advice that you would give to you know your you know the younger athletes looking up to you? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely say be careful of who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of um, my childhood. My parents, my parents really emphasized pick your friends wisely because whatever your friends are doing, their habits, they'll, they'll rub off on you. So if you're hanging around with five bums, you know, you're going to be the sixth one. So I always try to hang around and surround myself with people who are successful and, you know, have their head on straight and, and know what they want to do with their lives. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much, Lewis. This has been awesome to talk with you. Do you have anything else you want to let the listeners know where to find you on social media? We're definitely going to be rooting for you in the upcoming training season and everything, spring yeah, training. I'm not, I'm not a huge social media user, but you can <laughs> find me on Instagram at realgorel 44 That's my Instagram. That's really the only social media I use, but not a huge social media guy. <laughs> gotcha. Do you think, is that a part of the mental health journey? uh saying off social I mean, media honestly, I, I think so it's just I, I only go on there to really see what other people are doing sometimes but I try not to you know people only really show what they they want to show you on social media you know it's, it's mostly positive and you never know what people are going through behind closed doors so I think social media it's it's a it's a good platform but it also can also be um I don't know it can kind of be a little bit tainted on what you see and people, what people are showing you Exactly. I feel like social media, I always say it's like a highlight reel. You're just showing the best of, of your life and it's Definitely. often edited. So, <laughs> but that's where people can find you. <laughs> yeah. Real Guerrero 44. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you.